0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. We can't give him this much power in the cartoon world.
1: The podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast that I would you know advance to the next level and we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great.
2: the worst gigs of their life are, are with, because of Pulos. Mar- Mar-
3: <laughs> anyone want a husband free
0: free to a home oh, now it doesn't even have to be a good home just free to a home
4: ladies and gentlemen andre the giant would like to do his impression of willie nelson
5: suck yourself dry oh all right
4: S-
0: Hello folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Poulos. It's good to be back. I had a podcast recorded and put in the can for this week, but uh, I'm going to push it to next week because I really wanted to get this one out as fast as I could just because it's something that's in the news and um, just something very strange, you know, that I noticed... About the last week in Orlando, obviously uh, people are still mourning the the massacre at the Pulse nightclub where uh, 49 people were killed and then the gunman was killed. But a lot of people are kind of glossing over the fact that that was the second incident of three that happened in Orlando in the span of five days. Which is just insane to think about That one city And you know I I guess there's a lot of cities out there Where probably three, five, seven horrifying things happened in the last five days But you know nobody's really covering it Because I don't think they they reached the level of of these events And you know it's just like, when the story came across on June 11th that uh, Christina Grimey, I think her last name was, that she was gunned down at a concert in Orlando. Um, she had done her set, and she was doing her meet and greet after the show. And this uh, dirtbag uh, douchehead, James Loby, I believe his name is, or Lobel? Comes in there, and from what the reports that I read, because I actually did some homework for this episode because I wanted to get the facts right, that there was about 150 people in there waiting for the meet and greet. And just before he shot her, she was like had her arms wide open, ready to hug somebody. And so he shot her, and seconds later, her brother tackled him. And then he was able to somehow uh, shoot himself before they were able to subdue him. And when they were going over him uh, post-mortem, as they say, they found two more guns on him, uh, two more full magazines of bullets, and a hunting knife. Um, And I'm just like, how did he get in there with all that shit? I mean this you know this isn't a small venue this was a big concert I mean 150 people are waiting just to meet and greet her like they paid extra money for that they paid premium price for that like 150 probably 300 dollars a pass to come in there and meet her and that was 150 people this wasn't a small place and they had Nobody patting anybody down, they had nobody going through metal detectors, nobody uh, using the wands to check for metal objects, none of that was happening. They just allowed however many people it was, you know, 50 to 100,000 people come to this concert and there was like no security whatsoever. So the reports from TMZ that I read said that after seeing her online, he had become enamored with her, uh, as most psychopaths do. Um, he envisioned a relationship with her. And then uh, and he tried to contact her through social media, and she didn't respond to anything. And then there were some vague reports that he actually went through some plastic surgery To make himself look better, be more attractive to her, to catch her eye. And still there was no response. So what he decides to do is he decides to pack up and drive to Orlando and kill her. I mean, this is the thing I don't get. Like, from the reports that I read, um, it didn't seem like he had planned, like his uh, actual plan... ...was to go there and kill her and then kill himself. Like, that didn't seem to be, like, what his plan was... ...from the evidence they found in his car and on himself. It seemed like his plan was to do as much damage as possible... ...and then just go home. Um, And because he got caught... ...maybe he felt like, you know, the easiest way was just to check out, you know. But it always drives me insane... Um, The people that decide that they're going to go, you know, that they're going to, you know, the specific small group of people that decide that they're going to take their own lives, um, that decide they want to take a bunch of people with them, you know, it's like the most selfish thing in the world, like, you know, this world is, is crazy, man, I understand you know, some people want to to not be in pain anymore, but I'll never understand the need for them to take people with them. Like, just go. If you're going to go, go. Don't take a bunch of people with you. Like, that's the most selfish thing you could do in the world. <sighs> so we had that whole thing. And then... Some people were talking about it. Um, obviously it was reported on CNN and everything because it's a huge story. You know, some pop star just gets gunned down after her concert, but then, of course, um, a shadow was cast over that because the very next day, uh, in uh, the twelfth, going into the 13th of June, we had the uh, the Pulse Nightclub shooting. And it's pretty crazy because already, um, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I'm kind of interested in the idea of conspiracies and the ideas of uh, the fact that we may not be getting all the information that we should be getting from the government and the media and everything, that maybe things are kind of told to us in such a way that it's kind of controlling us and and pushing us towards an agenda and all this stuff. So there's already, like, a whole crop of videos that are up on YouTube uh, calling this attack either, A, completely fabricated, like it was a complete crisis actors and makeup, and that it never happened, that it was a whole thing, like they said about Newtown and the aurora shooting and and all these other things that it's all staged, and the whole point of it is to put people on edge, instill fear, and push this so called agenda forward where we become prisoners in our own country. you know it seems. Very far- fetched well there there's that theory, and then there's a second theory that's floating around that it did happen that you know forty nine people were murdered and fifty three were injured, but that the the shooters were highly trained um, to pull this off, that it wasn't this one guy. Who had a grudge against the uh the lesbian and gay trans community that he that that he was kind of the um, the patsy and then they had a bunch of other skilled shooters in there um, at the end i'll I'll play like one or two of these uh conspiracy videos and you can decide for yourself if you go on YouTube and just type in orlando hoax like thousands will pop up already because in the one video the guy (laughs) it is kind of funny because he gets so excited like he's completely cracked the case because there's video uh from this kind of park area which is like a block and a half down the road from the pulse nightclub and they're filming people bringing wounded people back towards the Pulse nightclub instead of carrying them away from the Pulse nightclub and this guy gets so out of whack like he had he's found the magic bullet like this is the thing that's going to take down the whole like they're taking him to the shooting they're not taking him away from the shooting but i think what he failed to think about was like if this guy came in the nightclub and just started shooting Um, I haven't seen the interior pictures of the nightclub but I'd have to assume that it's a relatively large place so if he walked in and just started spraying bullets and moving forward and spraying more bullets there's a, a really good chance that that people kind of went to the wings and got behind him and were able to escape the nightclub as he was still actively shooting. Before the police, before anybody got there, that he's shooting and the people behind him were able to escape and it would make sense for them to get as far away from the bar as possible um, to tend to the person that was injured and then the video that they show, the police and the ambulances and everybody is already there. And that's when they're carrying the people that have been shot back towards the nightclub. See, that's my my theory is that they were carried away to try to keep them safe. Because if you watch the video, they go on like Google Maps and shit and they're like... <laughs> This proves it, this proves it. They're nowhere near the nightclub. It's like, well, yeah, but on the Google Maps, you see there's like this grassy area where they're kind of hiding out until the whole thing is over. And then they bring these people back that that have been injured so they can be tended to by the the medical staff there. So we had that, and then... um, You'll just have to listen to the videos and then you can go on YouTube and and watch them for yourself and stuff. It's, you know, it's interesting. You know, I don't buy any of it, but, you know, it is pretty funny how far people go to try to um, disprove anything as a real event. You know, it's all fake now, you know. So we had all that. And as the country's trying to mourn from that, out of nowhere uh the next day i think it was the 14th of june a 2 year old gets snatched out of a lagoon at disney world by a giant alligator and dies so that that was the moment like i i, I still remember it i was at home Uh, in the mornings, when I get up with my daughter, I usually watch, I put the news on for a bit before I take her to school, and I was getting stuff together, I put the news on, and the first story is about this two-year-old that was snatched by the alligator, and they said it was in Orlando, and I don't know why it kind of clicked with me, and, you know, it's all hearsay, you know, this is just my point of view, but... You know, since I started the twelve steps and I kind of swim in in recovery and spent a lot of time reading the Bible and and different verses and stuff and trying to pray and focus my energy on on better things than than addictive behaviors. Uh, it's, it's just so strange. Like, so we have this young girl that's murdered, and then we have an attack at a a so-called gay club and a two-year-old boy gets killed by an alligator. Doesn't it seem a little biblical to you? You know, maybe it's just me. Like, young woman slaughtered, uh, gay people killed, young boy is attacked by an animal it's just like I don't know why it kind of took me aback and kind of like sent a shiver down my back but I was just like it, it, it felt like something more was going on in Orlando this last week than just bad luck you know and I searched the internet and I looked at everything and and there's just obviously no evidence of any of these attacks being connected you know there's there's no threads that go through but uh you know in the span of five days in a city that's considered one of the happiest cities in the world you know it's where uh, you know, Sea C- World and Bush Gardens and, and Universal Studios. I mean, it's just family and love and and happiness, and it's just a city that's seen that way. You know, it's not a a Chicago or a Detroit or East St. Louis where we just kind of put our blinders on and assume that the worst of the worst of the world is happening there in the dark corners of those cities this is like one of the happiest cities in the world and in the span of five days uh you know this talented pop singer is gunned down 50 people or 49 people are murdered in in a in a gay club and then this little boy just playing in the lagoon at the at the hotel gets snatched by an alligator and that's the thing that was weird too was uh you know they they found him uh finally after a while and i don't know if they've officially said the cause of death but obviously it's going to be drowning cuz he wasn't uh they said he had bite marks but he wasn't like like, it didn't look like the alligator was eating him. Yeah, it's horrible to say. But it looked like the alligator just killed him to kill him, which didn't sit with me right either. I'm like, what alligator just... You know, an alligator is not a bear or a, Um. A shark you know the these animals you could see them just killing because they have that aggression you know and I, I don't know you know maybe I'm way off base maybe I haven't done as much research on alligators as I probably should have but I don't know if alligators are like that if they're aggressive and territorial and will just kill you to kill you uh, you know and it's just so unfortunate. I mean, and the last boy's name was Graves, which <laughs> is really weird, too. Um, the family was from Nebraska, uh, Elkhorn, Nebraska, which <clears throat> I haven't really done any any Wikipedia on... Uh, let me do that right now and see if... Uh, if there's any weird weird facts about uh, Elkhorn Elkhorn Nebraska let's check out the overview does it it has a Wikipedia so let's check this out here so it's located uh, it looks like just north of Omaha let's check here western edge of Omaha population 6,000 people the history of it 1867 uh, the Union Pacific Railroad was extended to that point Uh, let's see it was founded by George Crawford, blah 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 surrounding subdivisions.. In 2005, it was enveloped by Omaha. blah blah, blah, blah blah. Oh, nothing exciting. See if there's anything else on Google here. Elkhorn. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing really exciting about Elkhorn, Nevada. Nah, Nebraska. So, I don't know, man just seems like a really odd week you know they always say things come in threes and then we have these three very specific uh storylines that all kind of seem to have like a biblical underlying to them and uh it's just kind of creepy you know and it sent shivers down my back so i just i thought it'd be an interesting thing to talk about you know get a conversation going or whatever it's you know a devastating five days in the history of america and 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 gun violence and everything I mean it's just ridiculous um, so after the credits I'll put on the uh the two videos I was talking about the one about um, that it was a staged event there was more than one shooter and then the other video about uh, the whole thing being completely false where the guy uh uh, talks about the witnesses and how he believes they're crisis actors and they 're using green screens and all this kind of stuff it 's interesting you know i don 't believe that we have that much organization to pull that off, but maybe we do who knows i'm uh i'm not an expert I just uh find it interesting to ask questions and don't take things on face value and just kind of do your own investigating and you know, it interests me, so anyways, next week I'm going to be at the uh, Funny Bone or not next week, the week after I'll be uh, I think it's the 30th uh, through the uh, the 5th of July uh, or the 3rd of July I'll be at the uh, Funny Bone in Omaha uh, which is kind of weird because we were just talking about this kid who is from Elkhorn which is a part of Omaha and I'm going to be there In two weeks, doing stand-up comedy at the Funny Bone. Uh, But if you're in that area and want to see the show, come out and see the show. Um, Check out largedrunkman.com for my upcoming tour dates. Got some more uh, Carbonaro stuff coming up. And uh, you can always get this podcast, uh, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever podcasts are. And, um, yeah. Tune in next time
3: when we talk about who knows. The shooter, when he entered, he went straight towards the right. He never came towards the left. The left room, was considered like the hip-hop room, that's where the majority of my friends were, and that's why we didn't get hit by any of the bullets, because we automatically hit the floor, and we started, like, trying to find somewhere to escape, but everybody that was pretty much in the right room either got injured or kind of ran out through the other back door. What's the right room called? Is that? Um, right room? I guess, like, the hip-hop room. Um, they just have, like, a really long bar there, and, um, there's everywhere. So do you think he was working with somebody else? Is that what you're I mean, I'm pretty sure it was more than one person. Um, I, you know, like I said, I heard two guns going at the same time. Um, you know, and it, it was just—it was very, very, very crazy.
1: How long did you shoot? I—I
3: I want to say it lasted for about. Like, he wouldn't stop and he just kept on shooting and shooting and shooting and just was walking it rapid around. rapid fire or was it No, it was rapid fire. It was like... And then he'd like change, put another ammunition. And then change, put another ammunition. And I could just smell the ammo in the air and I was like, this is a gun, this isn't fireworks. Like, we need to leave. Um, but I think that, like... We just need to create a better awareness too. like, you know, just when you're going out like even if you go to like movie theaters and stuff like that Like always know where your exits are. That's that's one big takeaway that I have from this situation because I mean I feel like I could have saved a lot more people if we knew where the proper exits were So in a moment of desperation, we're all crawling on the floor trying to find a place to exit And I look to my right and I see that a lot of people are going through some curtains, so start digging through the curtains and we finally see a door and we try to like actually leave the door and exit the door. Um, as we're getting out of the door, there's a very like narrow narrow passage, it must have been like maybe this thick and there's probably like 50 people trying to like jump over each other and just like exit the place and there was a guy kind of holding the door and the guy was holding the door, not letting us exit, but like, so, we was like what's going on? He's like no you guys have to stay inside, stay inside. And, as you're saying that, the, the the shooter keeps getting closer and closer and like the sound of the of the of the bullets are getting closer and closer so everyone starts to panic. People are getting like trampled and stuff and like you know we're like let us out let us out and the first thing that came to my mind is if it's an altercation between two people, you know, like oh well, I don't I don't like this person or whatever, then you have an automatic handgun and you just like Ch-ch-ch you know shoot or whatever but the fact that somebody came in there and out of nowhere all you hear is like I was like this has to be some type of either hate crime or I I have no idea what it is and then I put two and two together and I was like this guy's trying to prevent us from leaving the club maybe they're working together
1: we are sick of these false flag staged shooting hoaxes ever since the dark knight aurora shooting hoax and the sandy hook hoax People have been waking up more and more and observing these constant mass shootings, looking at every detail, only to find that they are able to pick it apart to the bone. Sandy Hook is a no-brainer anymore for anyone that looks into it for even a minute. In fact, the Sandy Hook kids that supposedly died in 2012 right, went on to perform at the Super Bowl in February 2013. They just rub it in our faces. They love to do that. Anyway, that's the kind of shooting that's totally staged. Like, everybody's in on it. The Aurora shooting, on the other hand, is the kind that some people are in on it, some people aren't. It helps to make the unwilling participants think that it actually happened.
2: Took me a second to realize what was actually going on.
1: And as people were running away, I hit the ground so I wouldn't be hit. Threw gas me, yeah, yeah. that all I saw was I heard the sound of metal canisters clinking around, and then I saw plumes of smoke. Some people pretend to be shot. Some play dead. Others don't even know that blanks were being fired, and actors were using fake blood for make-believe injuries. So I wanted to get that out of the way before we talk about the newest Orlando hoax, as I believe it to be similar in nature to the Dark Knight Aurora shooting. Genuine people were in attendance, but so were all the actors. Let's take a look at some of them, starting with Louis Burbano. Eyewitness now, Louis Burbano is also with us uh, right now. Louis, you were inside the club as well?
4: Yes, yes, George. I was inside uh, one of the main bars in the front when you turn in at first, uh, towards the end, cashing out around 2, no later than that.
1: We can stop it right there. He goes on and on and never any emotions, despite the fact he is an actor listed on IMDB with some of his work. Not a very good actor, but he's been in The Sacred, BFF, and Less Lost, all which I can't even find any copies of, so they must be bad. And he is desperate. Next, let's look at Christine Lienanen. Let's watch her plea for assault weapon gun control. And let me tell you, she's wearing sunglasses for a reason. Because she sucks at fake crying.
5: So I texted him and called him and came right right here to the hospital. And we've been waiting since four this morning. I just wanted to say though that this is a club that nobody wants to be in. And please, could we do something with the assault weapons so that we could stop this club from ever getting any new members? I beg all of you, please. I wanted to let you know about my son. When he was in high school, he started the Gay Straight Alliance. And he won the Anna Frank Humanitarian Award to bring gays and straights together.
1: I think there's a hint of desperation about you. I really do. Now, here's some footage of her that reminds me of a requiem for a dream. It's like that old woman that uh, she has some loose screws and she wants to be on television.
5: Hi. I'd like to be on Wheel of Fortune. I think I'd be a great contestant because I'm a lot of fun and other people would enjoy watching me win or solve or try to solve all the puzzles. I live in Central Florida. I have two kittens called Mickey and Minnie, but they're cats. This is the third time I try to get on Wheel of Fortune. I never thought I'd be on television. I'm gonna be on television. I got a call and an application. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be a contestant on television. Everybody likes me. Soon, millions of people will see me and they'll all like me. I'm gonna be on television. I'm gonna be on television.
1: Next, we have Andy Moss, possibly the worst crisis actor in history. Let's have a look and you decide.
4: I got there at like 12.15, 12.30, and I wasn't there very long. But, you know, at first it sounded like it was part of the show because there was an event going on, like we were all just having a good time. But once people start screaming and shots just keep ringing out, you know that it's not a show anymore and you got to do what you got to do.
3: A lot of people weren't as fortunate to get out. How were you able to get out? How did that
1: happen?
4: I was by the door. I was with my friend Chris. We were by the door and we both heard the shots. We both like looked at each other like, what the hell is going on? and Once people started screaming, my first instinct was to run.
3: The millions that are watching this, that want to help, is there anything that you want to tell them? Anything you want to tell the world right now? Anything that you need to get through this?
4: Um, just keep praying. I'm not a very religious person or whatever. Whatever religion you are, no matter what you believe, just send it whatever our way we all need it we all need something we all need that hope just just keep praying for us we all need it
1: yes you definitely need it now let's look at marcus grimmy listen to him and watch his mannerism as he speaks about his sister who was just brutally murdered
2: Christina was awesome. I don't really know much to say right at this moment in time, but uh, I've just been kind of going back and forth, being the same story over and over, and um, she's awesome. She loved this town. She loved this this state. She loved singing. She loved the Lord, and she loved me, and um, she was just my baby sister. And just if it, uh, the tragedy that took place was a, a free meet and greet at the post show, and she was uh said i missed the very f- first glimpse but witnesses say that she was uh, arms open wide so um she had no idea and she treated everybody the same and it was hard for her because she was introverted so um but what i really wanted to say real quick um about four miles away from where we were staying there was a huge tragedy to orlando to us the lgbt community and to the whole world i mean Fifty people dead, 50, who knows who's injured, and uh, I mean, that's huge because I come home to this. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I have no words. But all those people that died and are suffering, like it's my heart said, I've had fat, look at these people behind me, like I had five people fly out immediately, my dad, people bought them plane tickets, Adam Levine paid for Christina's funeral.
1: My wife still cries when she thinks about her brother who died in 2006. This guy is 100% faking it. Here is another interesting character, Jose Colom.
4: Here with me now is a gentleman named Jose Colom. He lives on a street that's across uh, from the Pulse. He has not been able to get back into his home uh, because of the ongoing investigation. Talk
1: to me about what you heard and then, then what you saw on Saturday night. Well, like around 1.56, I got up, and like around 2.00, 2.05, I heard the first gunshots. I live right in front of the club, so I always see the club. So I observed a man that was walking from an NCLB, completely one. armed. And what, what I thought was A AK, but when I looked at it, it, was an AR-15, and he proceeded to kill three people right on on shot. He's been active in Orlando politics for years, although he doesn't look the part. But anyway, I managed to dig up some dirt on him.
6: New for six, Eyewitness News uncovered the arrest history of another candidate for county commission. Jose Colom was on probation for alleged witness tampering and has a list of drug charges and stalking accusations against him. But he told Channel 9's Angela Jacobs his criminal past shouldn't deter voters from supporting him. I want to be commissioned to serve these people. Calling himself the People's Candidate, Jose Colon says he's the leader District 3 needs. He also wants to explain a criminal record.
1: Some guy said that I said, that I was stomping with him, and that was a lie.
6: We covered the case in 2010 when Cologne was accused of threatening the campaign manager and her husband, a former mayoral candidate, Mildred Fernandez. In that complaint, Cologne was accused of threatening to take out Rob Richmond, adding Richmond's wife would get hers if the couple testified against Fernandez in her racketeering and bribery case.
4: He proceeded to find ways to contact me and uh, approach me and make threats against myself and my wife.
6: More than five years later Richmond told us he still has concerns about Cologne who was adjudicated guilty in a plea agreement and served two
4: years probation. I was worried that he may take action
6: we also found complaints from roommates at this orlando residence it's the same address colomb lists on the supervisor of elections website and also where court documents we found show the landlord is trying to evict him in numerous texts logged in the 12-page filing roommates note aggression and threats so we asked colomb if anyone has reason to fear him rob
1: richmond was a bully shouldn't
6: that be a yes or no answer should they fear you that's yes or no. what? He maintains he is simply misunderstood.
1: To the people that I said that they think I'm a bad guy, I'm sorry. Get to know me first before you make a judgment.
6: In Orlando, Angela Jacobs, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. And three stalking complaints we found were dropped due to insufficient evidence. Colomb told us his two marijuana possession arrests stem from a past medical condition that he no longer suffers from.
1: Pretty weird, huh? Here's the funny one. Norman Cassiano. Shot in the back four times. Bullets went straight through. And he's still making Facebook videos and talking just fine.
3: Hey, guys. Thank you for all the outpour of love and affection. I'm fine. I was shot four times in my back. Thankfully, they just went straight through. Um, No major organs were hurt my pelvis
1: what a joke you got to be kidding me the bullets went straight through me so i'm lucky uh just thought i'd make a facebook video these next couple of clips are shot in front of a green screen it's out of control sean you were at the club this morning what did you see um happy faces everyone was having a good time actually um and then next thing you know It was like mayhem. Um, I was in the back part. Sorry, it's kind of nerve-wracking even being this close again. Um, I was in the back patio part outside, um, walking back inside with my best friend and another friend, and uh, they were walking in front of me, so what it stopped me.
4: First, I thought it was the music, but then I saw him. He was maybe 20, 30 feet away from me, and I saw the fire coming out of his gun every time he shot fire.
1: Were you able to notice the obvious green screen? This next clip shows an Orlando officer laughing and smiling on the live news. Check this out. This is an ABC News special report.
2: As we've been reporting, there's a mass casualty situation in Orlando. The police, FBI, mayor on the scene. We want to go to that press conference right now.
0: Tonight our community witnessed or experienced a very horrific crime. Many lives were lost and many more individuals were impacted by witnessing the crime. Many were saved however by the heroic efforts of the men and women of OPD, uh, the Orange County Sheriff's Office, Seminole County Sheriff's Office. We have great great cooperation from FDLE and the fbi all our law enforcement agencies fire departments from orlando seminole county and orange county and all of the hospital personnel that have been working through the night we are a strong
1: this is the exact type of stuff we see at all these shootings people behaving totally opposite of how it would be you know another very interesting clip that i found was a telephone interview where a guy starting started to say something he wasn't supposed to, and they cut him short. You gotta listen to this, check it out.
3: Push it open and like try to escape. Um, and the area was very, very narrow. Um, it was very hard to get through, but we kept on pushing and trying to get you know, as many people as we could to safety. However, the gunshots started, a lot of people were trampled, and there was, there was, there was a guy there that was trying to Prevent the door like hold the door closed so that we didn't exit and you would...
2: Janiel? Wow
3: then oh, there was there was there's was a guy there that was trying to prevent the door like hold the door closed so that we didn't exit and you would...
2: Janiel Wow
1: So anyway, that's it guys, I don't usually touch on this subject, but I'm getting tired of all this media fakery, and seeing people that I know and love falling for this BS. It's obvious that whoever puppeteers Obama wants to achieve gun control by the time he's out of office, it looks like. We've never seen so many fake shootings and a harder push for gun control than under the reign of Muppet Obama and his masters. This Orlando shooting hoax has only served to get the LGBTs on board or more on board with gun control. This has been ODD TV. Please like, share, and subscribe and help me get this information out there. Thanks for watching.